there I was trying to create a podcast in the great outdoors of Alaska, the only place I could take my MacBook without it overheating. Unfortunately, there were no coffee shops for me to use it at, thus rendering it useless. But that's when I remembered about the free Anchor app that lets you record, edit, distribute, and monetize your podcast. Everything you need to create a podcast in one place, all for free. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today. What was that? The, the, it, it was an ad. Oh my gosh. Um, man, you must have had like a ton of time during quarantine in order to oh. record something like that. Oh, no, I actually, I made that way before quarantine. It's, it's good, dude. <sighs> that, that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard. What's up, friends? Welcome to the Made Alive podcast. My name is Philip, And I'm Seth. And we're the hosts of this thing. We're two young leaders in ministry, and we want to talk about the things going on in our lives and your lives that give us purpose and make us come alive. All right, let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Made Alive podcast. I am Philip. I'm here with Seth. Seth, what oh, yeah. is going on, man? Oh, well, um, you know, this is this is a quarantine special. Yeah, it so, is. So, uh, I think you know what's going on, and it's not much. Not nothing. <laughs> not much of anything. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. As Seth said, this is a special quarantine episode. We release episodes every other week, but we wanted to throw you guys an extra little bit of content to talk about quarantine. It's going to be a little more casual than usual, but we just kind of wanted to talk about what's going on because this is unprecedented. Like We have not seen something like this in our lifetime, so it's very unique, and I think we're learning a lot. And so, I mean, I I could ask Seth what's new, but we just recorded last night too, so it's going to be the same answer. Um, yeah, so, I can, we can just do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we'll just play that one again. Just play yeah. that one back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's just let's just jump right into it. No opening segment. For sure. We're just going to talk here. Um, for sure. In general, Seth, how is quarantine for you? <laughs> just in general, uh, I I don't feel that I am uh, that, that I'm going to to be going along with the general public in this. Listen, man, I'm an introvert. And so, like, sure, there's a there's a little part of me that's like, I wasn't going to go to the store or hang out with friends anyway, but then the government tells me I can't, and I'm like, oh my gosh, no. But but at the end of the day, most of me is like, yeah, man, nobody can ask me to hang out with them, and <laughs> I don't have to drive to work, and I have an excuse to stay home, and it's not weird. Yeah. Okay. And I, honestly, man, it's not bad. Oh, man. It's not bad at all. Okay. So you're making the most of it by making the least of it. Like you're doing the least outside of your house, and that's what makes it good for you. This is, I mean, aside from the reality of the coronavirus and right. the obvious sure. tragedy that comes along with it. And, and I mean, right. I know some people are dealing with some hardships and things like that. But at the end of the day, for me... 
in this little bubble that I'm living in of my home. This is my dream, man. Right. This right. is this is this is it. Man, this is what heaven's going to be like for Seth. It's just by himself in a room. <laughs> Quarantine in heaven. <laughs> That's not a this thing. Is it. That's not a thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How's quarantine for you, Philip? So, probably the, it's a bunch of the same, yeah? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I actually, when we were talking about recording a special episode, I thought this was my favorite part is because I am the polar opposite of Seth. Oh, like yeah. He is liking the isolation and the lack of social obligations. I, yeah. I am despising quarantine. I am an extrovert. I'm a person who, who leaves to be productive and so it's like rocking my world right now. I didn't mm. realize how much I left my house with my kid <laughs> until I'm not allowed to leave my house with my kid. I don't even realize it. Like it's <laughs> it's crazy to think about the fact that, you know, I make the joke all the time. Me and all the other stay-at-home moms are at Target <laughs> in our yoga pants drinking Starbucks walking around. Uh, I'm not in my yeah. yoga pants. Don't picture yeah. it. But like I I'm missing just getting out of the house. Like when yeah. I have to, when we need something from the grocery store, I cannot get in the car fast enough. And I love my family, but I need to be out. That's just, that brings me energy. It makes me feel normal. And so I'm um, opposite of Seth. I'm hating this right now. And, and like Seth said, the seriousness of, of you know, the COVID-19 thing, it, it's a real thing. We're not downplaying that. We just want to keep yeah. this a yeah. little more lighthearted. So we're just going to talk in a more lighthearted way, but I will say, um, wash your hands, people. And if you're not self-isolating please, please and, thank you. and self-quarantining, like do that. Stop yeah. stop doing that. Social yeah. distancing is cool. Stay six feet away. Seth would prefer social distancing be 20 feet away, I'm sure. <laughs> Honestly, man, like I love that the one time that I've had to go to Target for groceries, they've got these like X's taped oh on the gosh. floor for how far apart you have to stand. I will say, and, as oh, a type man. A personality, though, I do love that. But okay. I don't like the fact that la- uh, last night I was in line at the store and a guy did not care about the tape and he was behind oh, me. And I was like, yeah, that bro, would... we're not even supposed See, to touch now... elbows, but I will throw an elbow at you if you don't back now up. Now like, you know you're... what I feel like all the time. <laughs> it's awful. I generally wouldn't care, <laughs> but that's just... Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're experiencing quarantine differently. So we're going to talk a little bit about life bit. in quarantine. Um, and we're experiencing this completely different. So it, it might give a new perspective. Probably not. Everyone's talking about quarantine, so... Uh, thanks for well, coming yeah. and checking this out. Yeah. But let's uh, let's kind of shift gears into we're a ministry focused podcast. So let's talk about the church as a whole, um, mm. how how the global church, or at least what we know of the global church in our American context, how how yeah. they're doing yeah. in response to this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, man. I I think for the most part, I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that there were a lot of churches that. I mean, nobody was prepared for this, but at the end of the day, there were a lot of churches that it seems like they were gearing up some new initiatives that they just had to launch a little bit earlier than they would have liked that were already really helpful during a time like this. You know, they they had started putting components in place that were going to help and uh, ways to reach people. Uh, via the internet and things like that, just recognizing that that's, that's kind of the society that we live in now, regardless of any pandemics going on. And then even myself, I, I pastor a smaller church and, uh, 
we don't have all the technology. We barely have Wi-Fi. <laughs> but this has this has forced us to be pushed forward. And and this is something that I've I've been encouraged just by the response of my own church and by the board that I work with and the way that they haven't always been huge on technology because they just don't get it. But right now it's like, oh man, let's let's jump into this. Let's how can we serve people? How can we love people? How can we reach people and keep community being felt right now? Right. Totally. I, I agree. I'm um I scroll social media on a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and it's incredible uh, how quickly people have transitioned into online for the sake of this because we can't meet. But what it's revealing to me is that people who don't generally attend church are now seeing a blown up, you can watch church at home thing. And it's okay. Like there was a stigma of like, oh, you do church at home. You just want to sit in your PJs and and drink coffee and watch church because you don't want to get up and go. So now we can't get up and go. And yeah. it's a new normal. And, you know, my home church is one of those churches. We were uh, gearing towards launching church online later this year. And this just kind of forced us into it early. And it's mm-hmm. been incredible to see. Um, just this past week, we had a person message the church uh, from Canada saying they accepted Christ when watching our service That's online. So dope, man. It's so, so crazy dope. to think about the fact that That's awesome. our church in Elk Grove, California is reaching Canada because of this. It pushed us into that early. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. been a really cool experience to watch the church as a whole, just kind of adapt and figure this out. Um, I had a friend of mine at school tell me like his church had double their normal membership watching online last Sunday. Yeah. So, so dope. And it's just and we're grown. experiencing a lot of the same. Right. Yeah. We're we're seeing that in, in ways that I mean this is this has forced some people who didn't believe in what was possible to recognize like, holy cow, this this can really happen. Like right. we can actually reach tons of people this way. Totally. And they never would have seen it before. And and I'm also I'm hopeful for the future because you know when I look at this, it's it's, I mentioned in a staff meeting that I had the other day, everybody's talking about what things are going to look like when we get back to normal. And I told the staff, I was like, do we want to go back to normal? Right. Or, or do we want to, to use this as momentum for what the next new and next big thing can be in Christianity? I totally, you know? I totally agree. I think there's been some false narratives of if you're not meeting um, where's your faith? There's been stuff like that. That yeah. was like the first week when some were canceling, some weren't. Um, mm. Now that it's mandated that we don't meet, and um, at the time you guys are hearing this, this is our third week in a row where we have not met. Yeah. And guess what? We're all still alive. We're all still doing fine. The church is thriving. God is moving oh, yeah. among his people and among people outside of the church. And so it's just been a really cool thing to see the church as a whole respond in a really positive way way um small group still meeting on zoom zoom has been prepping for this like zoom right was ready facetime's like we're cool thing and zoom's like psych (laughs) you're not that cool watch every school and church use us so i just i think the church as a whole has been doing a great job and i think like you said it's going to be a huge missed opportunity if churches aren't taking what they're doing now and incorporating it back into what they were doing as opposed to just abandoning it yeah, and um, and for any ministry leaders out there right now, let me let me encourage you with this too. Is I think that it's your responsibility to be looking at a moment like this and saying, how can we serve the community right here and right now right. in a way that will prepare us to keep serving them 
when things get a little bit more normal as we have remembered them in the past. Right. Like, what can you be doing right now that you can get some momentum behind that and keep moving it forward in the future? Right. And uh, just a shout out to all you online church pastors out there um, yeah. that were already doing that. You guys are crushing the extra workload. So oh, yeah. keep oh, yeah. pushing, keep doing your thing. Um, so let's stop talking so generally. Let's talk a little more specific about yeah, some... Man some things that we just kind of brainstormed and came up with some things that are specific to quarantine, some things that are specifically impacted by quarantine. And the first, uh, Seth, I'll, I'll let you kick it off is productivity. Are you more productive in this time? Are you less productive as a whole? This is church work. This is whatever you're doing. I mean, we're recording more podcasts. That's more productive, but what else outside of that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think inside of what I'm just looking at my job being a pastor, right? Um, I, to some degree, it's a mixed bag. Like on okay. paper, I'm more productive because in my ideal world, I have an office with a door that does not open unless I turn the knob and it stays closed all the time. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, I can sit down and I can knock out a sermon quick. If, if I've got a basic foundation of what I'm going to be preaching, I can sit and I can write that quick. And I just generally don't because I'm, I'm managing people during the day. I'm, uh, I'm helping different members of the church and things like that and, and checking in on people and all that kind of thing. And so when I'm sitting in my home office and I don't have any of those distractions, yeah, I mean, I, I am a little bit more productive in that regard. What I do think I'm missing out on is I could be a little bit more diligent on checking in on people. As okay. an introvert, it's harder for me to think about the people that I'm missing. Okay, I'm so in tune in the moment that uh, if you are an introvert, let me let me encourage you and admonish you to don't forget the people that you're not seeing right now. Right. Don't let somebody slip through the cracks. Make sure you're making those phone calls and checking in with people. Totally, totally. That's yeah. huge because uh, as extroverts, we want to be texting people all the time, FaceTiming people all the time. And yeah. as introverts, you are just you've almost forgotten that people exist outside of your house because Uh, you love this seriously though seriously so like i mean not not to laugh at it but that's that's my reality no that's a good that's a good piece of advice yeah what about you man what's productivity been like oh man what productivity so like i said (laughs) a little bit um i am most productive outside of my house i have a little home office uh that's a storage room slash guest room slash home office and Mm -hmm. I, I have a desk in there and I use it and I, I'll write papers at it. I'll do stuff at it. Right. But my most productive time is when I go into public like a coffee shop and do homework. So I'll throw my, my uh, earbuds in and I will do yep. homework, but it's, I'm in public and just the energy of the room kind of fuels what I'm doing. And so losing the element of leaving my house has a, my, my productivity slowed. I have a family mm. here. I want my family to be able to interrupt me when I'm working. But the problem is if they're interrupting me, I'm not getting stuff done. And uh, shout out teachers. You guys are crushing it right now too. I know this is a really unprecedented hard time, but let me just say that if you are a teacher and you're listening to this, this is just a piece of advice from a senior in college who is dealing with some stuff right now (laughs) in quarantine. If we're meeting on Zoom, you don't have to assign extra work as if we're not in class. Like, you don't have to. Let me free you of grading. Like, if we're already in class, don't assign extra assignments. Like, we're already meeting just like we usually would just on Zoom. And so, 
um, because of that, I'm having to do a lot more paperwork, a lot more busy work. Mm. So I feel as if I'm not getting as much done in the productivity side of things. Now, I will say the ministry I'm a part of has been able to do some planning and brainstorming in a time where we can't meet. And that's been a super productive time. So even though we would assume that not meeting is generally negative, I will say that not meeting has helped us to knock out some things that we've needed to get to. We just haven't had time to address those things. And so it's a mixed bag for me as well, but on mostly I'm not very productive right now, Okay, which is hard for me because I love to be productive. I actually like prefer productivity to dead time. That's just who I am. Right. So it's really hard for me. I'm trying to find that kind of a, a sweet spot of where I'm still productive, but I'm still available to my family. And so it's a, it's a process, man. We're, we're entering you know, as you're listening to this, we're entering our third full week of this. And so yeah. it's a learning curve for everyone. People who already worked from home are like, what's the big deal? And people who did <laughs> not work from home are like, I am dying inside. What you, you is know, happening? I, I think it's worth addressing too, though, that if, you, if, if you're in a family like Philip and I are, you know, we're both married. We both have a kid or kids. Uh, I think this is still a little bit of a different animal because like my wife is a stay at home mom. Neither of our kids are old enough to be in school. But man, our kids are getting stir crazy now. Like right. they're used to going out and playing with friends. They're used to play dates and things like that. And right. and suddenly, yeah, it is a different animal all of a sudden. Yeah, and and I told I told a, a teacher of mine today in a Zoom call that um, we're finally getting around to playing with all the toys that have been bought for my daughter over the years that she touched <laughs> right. once and put away. Right. So like yep. little things are happening, and and we're trying to keep her busy. My wife, um, she's a nurse. She works. Uh, four days a week, not just because she's my wife, but shout out healthcare professionals. You guys are oh, also sure. crushing it right for now. Sure. But my wife's a nurse. She works four days a week. Um, and so on the three days she's off, she's crushing it with my daughter so I could try to be productive. Um, she is so much better at that than I am. She's more introverted than I am. So she's cool with staying home and mm. finding things for her to do. I am not. And I don't, we don't like to rely on the TV um, to parent our kids or help yeah, them learn. Yeah. And so it is, it is a, a lot of, it's a big test in patience. If you have family, um, you know, this right now, this is a big test of your ability to be patient and to help your kids through this time, because it's weird for them too. like, just as weird as it's, it is for me to not go out. It's weird for my daughter who I take with me to not go out. Like she wants to go in the car. She asks me every day, can we go in the yeah. car? Can we go to the store? Can we walk? She loves to get in a stroller and eat some goldfish and wave to people. That's what <laughs> she does. It's yeah. adorable. And we can't do that right now. So we're just trying to find the balance of that. And it is hard. It's really hard to figure that out. Um, for sure. But as a pastor, I wanted to ask you, how is, you know, doing church online, like a, a yeah, service online? How is that for you? What is your church doing What's the format? And then what's it like from your perspective? Yeah. And, and I want to bounce this to both sides. So I'm going to come back to you too, because there, there are two sides of this engagement with church online, right? Mm-hmm. You and your family engaging with church, but also how I'm working to produce it. And um, for me personally, and, and again, I know this isn't going to be the same for everybody, but man, I don't mind this. Like, I mean, I usually rehearse my sermon earlier in the week. I try to have my sermon written by the end of Wednesday so that I can rehearse it on Thursday and then preach it on Sunday. And so all that's meant for me is that right now I record my rehearsal on Thursday and if it's good, then it's good and I'm done. Right. (laughs) And, and I just freed up 
another hour of my time for anything else ministry related. And, and I don't mind preaching to a camera. I mean, okay. I, I preach to an empty room when I rehearse anyway. So right. it, it feels the same. I've, I've taught myself how to, how to preach to that empty room. It doesn't, it doesn't make much of a difference for me. I've had to learn to look at the camera because that's a little bit different. It's like but, rule number one, don't look at it. But now you're exactly, like, now I have to look into it. Exactly. Because everybody knows there's nobody else there with me. <laughs> now, are you recording at home or at church? Yeah, I'm just recording at home right now. Okay. Um, I live an hour away from my church. So just staying at home. I've got an office, set my iPhone up on a tripod. And I did get an external mic so that the audio quality is a little bit better. That's good. And uh, if you if you guys, if anybody out there is using ProPresenter, there are tools in there that you can still use to overlay in your videos and everything. Keep them looking professional. You don't have to have tons of, of good equipment. There are tutorials and everything out there online. Right. You can still make this stuff look good. Right. Totally. Um, as much as some churches weren't prepared for this, like I said, Zoom was prepared. ProPresenter oh, yeah. was prepared. They have oh, yeah. tools for this kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And, and I do have it. a creative side to me that is very much enjoying the production behind this. Okay. And that I don't have to do it on the fly on Sunday morning. Yeah. Like I, I have time to screw up and fix it before everybody sees it. Totally. And that's great. Totally. Yeah. You can chop yeah. and edit what you hate out and just exactly. get rid of it and do it. All exactly. Over. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would, I would echo what you're saying. I think that, you know, our youth group just did midweek tonight or, or midweek youth service okay. uh, on Instagram live. I watch them. They're okay. fun. We got the chat going. It's it's very similar. Then they do small groups in Zoom. It's not the same, but it's not bad. And yeah, um, I think that there are a lot of resources out there. Uh, but as as a viewer at home, um, and I know Seth's a viewer at home on Sundays because he's mm-hmm. not doing it on Sundays live. That's great. Um, as a viewer at home, let me just let me just free you with some things. Uh, number one, yeah. I think one thing, because our church was postured for online, we have like hosts of the service mm-hmm. in quotes, mm-hmm. and they're they're interacting with the camera, and then we cut to music, cut back to the host, cut to the music, and then back to the sermon. Um, so that those kind of little things are helpful. Um, the for hosts sure. aren't on stage. The hosts are in front of a camera very close. Uh, I will say that this week our church moved our shot in tighter. If you're shooting... Oh yeah, your service, um, pastor, friend, or preacher, or whoever's in charge. If you shoot, shooting your service the same way you would if it was a room full of people, mm. you're missing something here. Like, yep, we. Yep. Let me let me free you from the illusion. Like us watching on TV or on our laptops or on our iPads. Like we know no one's there, <laughs> yeah. and so don't you yeah. don't need to walk around yeah. if you're comfortable. Sit down at a stool. Sure. Stand in front of a lectern. Make that eye contact with the camera. Just be you and make it. Like make it unique. We are we aren't preaching to rooms full of people. We aren't preaching to offsite campuses. We're preaching to families sitting in their house. Yeah, yeah. As as a pastor, it's an opportunity to be a little more intimate than right. what we're used to. Right. And, yeah. and I personally had to preach. Um, I'm in a preaching class, an exposition class. So I had to give an expository sermon on Zoom last week. And honestly, not bad. Like it's really not mm. that bad. It's it's a weird adjustment and it's a learning curve because you you're not getting responses back you're not seeing head nods uh, live you're seeing them on camera like four seconds late yeah um, but it it is a learning curve so ju- doing church online has been a really unique opportunity to meet families where they are and I know our yeah. family we gather together in the living room 
we throw our YouTube live up. We get me and my wife get on Instagram live and and chat with our church there, and then we do the service. My daughter loves it. Uh, worship's a little different. I'm really into worship when I'm there, but here I'm just dancing with my daughter yeah, because why yeah. would I not? It's so much fun to watch her be into it. And then the sermon happens and my daughter goes and plays in another room. Sorry, Pastor Dave, if you listen to this. And, <laughs> and you know, me and my wife are engaged as if we're in the room because at that point it's no different. Yeah. He's talking to us in our home. And so I think we as consumers, we're blessed to live in this time for quarantine. Oh, for sure. Like man. if we're trying to listen to cassette sure. tapes in 1992 on quarantine, we're not growing. And so we have this yeah. great chance. It's it's amazing for yeah. us. Can, can we just marvel for a second that God didn't let this happen two decades ago? Right. Right. Totally. Like it's insane. It's we insane that the time that this happened, we have the tools that we need to reach people in unprecedented ways. Right. And, and let me just say, and, and I'm going to volunteer Seth for this because um, I yeah, don't have okay. much to help. But let me just say, if you are a church that's struggling with this technology thing, like you're at a point where you're like, man, we are not prepared for this. We aren't able to do anything. You can email us at uh, midlifepodcast at gmail.com yeah. and ask questions. But let me just say, like, jump into a service that's online. There are hundreds mm-hmm. of churches, thousands of churches on YouTube and Facebook and their their personal websites that you can access. Some are pre-recorded, some are recorded live, but regardless of what you're jumping into, there are churches that are doing this really well. Take advantage of that time yeah. right now. If your yeah. church isn't, uh, not just pastors, if your church just isn't doing this online right now and you want some recommendations of what we're watching, what we're tuning into, hit us up on Instagram, email us. Like We would love to help yeah. you with that because this is such a unique yeah, time for the church. I'm going to plug one specific YouTube channel. How dare you? We're not Church Front, right now. I'm Church Front with Jake Goslin. Go check it out. Uh, he, he walks through step-by-step step all the things he's doing to do online church. Uh, he does have paid classes if you want to be able to ask him personal questions and get in touch with him and everything. And it's super useful resource if you're struggling with this stuff right now. Right. Totally. Okay. And then I just have one more question. Seth. Let's do it. Um, so pastoring as you listener, you're smart enough to know this pastoring is a lot more than speaking on Sundays. It's about ministering to your staff. It's about ministering to your church, uh, members or whatever you, your church calls them. Uh, how are you able to minister to people in this time? What is, what is something you're doing? Well, maybe something you're struggling with. Uh, tell us what's going on with that. Yeah, it's, it's different. It's a little tricky. Um, but I think, you know, it's it's probably a little bit easier for me as a pastor of a small church, right? Because I think the biggest thing that people need right now is to know that they're not alone, and so some of that is me producing more content that I'm just doing throughout the week. Church is more than Sunday, right? So some of that is just me engaging with the church online in ways Monday through Saturday. Right. But more than that, people just need a phone call. They totally. need to know that you care. They need to know that. Uh, that you miss them, that you're looking forward to to seeing their face in church again. And honestly, I mean, it's it's simple, but I think that's the biggest thing that people need right now. Yeah, I totally agree. And so, uh, like he said, a, a phone call, a text, like these things are yeah. simple, but they are they are wildly Huge. wildly necessary at this time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so if you if you're leading any type of ministry. A text message will not take you long to type, but it'll go so far. 
Throw let something. me let me say this too. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If you're leading a ministry, you have to be doing this. Right. If you're not leading a ministry, you're welcome to do this. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, yeah, this is one of those times where we will say with conviction that communicating with people who aren't able to meet every week is not just the pastor's job. Let me say it again. Yeah. Communicating with people <laughs> who are not able to meet every week is not there just is. the pastor's job. If you're in a small group, Thank even you. if you're not the leader, <laughs> text your people, talk to your yeah. people, get on yeah, Zoom, get on FaceTime, just see how people are doing. It's just a totally, totally necessary thing. I think that if we are seizing this time, like Seth said, the church is going to not only grow out of this time, but the church is going to advance through this time. I think so. Like this is, this is an attack that can go one of two ways. We can cower because we hate this and we don't want it to be this way. Cause listen, guys, I'm an extrovert. I don't want it to be this way, but that doesn't mean we have to sit there and go, well, I don't like it. So I'm out. Like we have this chance to change you know, somebody's world that wouldn't generally walk yeah. into our doors, reach somebody in a different country. Granted, it was Canada, but reach someone in a different, country, a different country who's not in our area. Let's get it, man. To, to, to have a chance to listen to the gospel. And if you're just a church, like if you're not a church minister, I don't want to say just, that was a mean way to say that. If you aren't <laughs> on staff somewhere, if you're not in ministry, let me tell you what you can do. This is a super simple one. Share your church's live link on your Facebook. Because you yeah. are friends with people yeah. that may not even have a single thing shared on their Facebook or wouldn't watch it if one of their friends shared it, but because you shared it, they'll click on it. Share that link. It's such an easy thing to do. Hey, I'm watching Church Online and then share your link and it's over. And you do not know who's going to view that and click it and watch it For or sure. watch it back later and get get an opportunity to do church at their house. For and, sure. And so let me just say... Uh, kind of put a bow on it. And if Seth has anything to add, go crazy. But let me just say, <laughs> if you are an essential worker and you're listening to this, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. This is a scary time yeah. for you. Um, we're going to do our best to stay home so that you can do your best to help us yeah, man. stay home. Yeah, um, healthcare sure. professionals, special place in my heart as my wife's a nurse, healthcare professionals. Thank you. You mean the world to us. Um, Sesame Street actually posted this today, and it made me think of it. Yeah. You're not a bad yeah. parent because you have to leave your kid to go to work right now. Just because mm -hmm. other people are staying home, you're crushing it. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, coffee house employees, thank you for providing caffeine to all these people. <laughs> like, like the, we yeah. all work together in yeah. this thing, and we're going to wash our hands for 20 seconds, and we're going to stay home so that we can flatten the curve and, and beat this coronavirus thing as best we know how. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right, so that is that's the quote-unquote content portion of this. We're just kind of ranting here. But uh, if you have any questions, comments, cares, concerns, madealivepodcast at gmail.com. On Instagram, we're at madealivepodcast. Hit us up. Let us know what you're dealing with. Let us know what you're struggling with. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Before we close this out, it's time for your favorite segment, my favorite segment, oh, our yeah. favorite segment. We're doing a top five. Let's get it. 
And we understand that while you're quarantined, sometimes you get bored. Usually you'd go out with your friends, but you can't do that right now. Nope. If you're Seth, you would just stay in anyways. <laughs> but for yep. the rest of us extroverts, you're thinking like, what am I supposed to do to pass the time? Let me tell you, we have streaming services. And one of the oh, things yeah, you man. can do is binge a show. So we're going to give you our top five binge worthy TV shows that are out there right now. Um, and so I'm going to let Seth just go ahead and kick us off. Seth, okay. give us your top five binge worthy TV shows. Okay, a little bit of a disclaimer. I'm not a huge TV guy. And so all of my shows you will find are one genre. <laughs> because if I am watching a show, well, that's it, they all have to be the same pretty have much. Have you considered being good at top five? Or no? Nope. We, okay, nope. good. Uh, not yet. All right, go ahead. Let's let's hear the list. It could be good. It just might be one, nope. one note, but it could be good. <laughs> Here we go. Go ahead. Here we go. All right, number five, coming in hot, The Good Place. Oh, that's a good okay. show. Don't go there for theology, <laughs> but <laughs> but it's a good show, and uh, yeah, it's it's funny. I like it. Oh, it's very good. Me and my wife, it's, we yeah. we loved that show. Uh, it just ended this year, this TV round, so you can yeah. you can catch up. There's time. I haven't seen the last season, so you're no a monster. I know. Yeah. All right, number four, New Girl. Okay. Um, Nick Miller. And uh, Stone Cold oh, who's the I'm losing names, man. Who's who's his buddy in the apartment? Schmidt, you know him. Yes, man. Every Jewish joke he makes <laughs> is my favorite thing in the world, and he's allowed to make it's, them. So, we yes, can, because he's he Jewish, can. we're right. not gonna make them exactly. He can make them. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, we're yeah. on the yeah. same note. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. there you go. And uh, right along right there with my, some of my favorite Jews coming in at number three, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with okay. Jake Peralta. Yeah, and uh, oh man, I. It, right now, it has all of my attention. Brooklyn Nine-Nine right. is so good, and it's 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 currently in production. It's a network show that's yes. on TV right now, yes. so you can catch up on Netflix and then get into this new season on. Hulu. Is it on Netflix or is it just Hulu? It might be Hulu. What do I know? I think it's just. I think Hulu. it's just Hulu. Yeah. So if you have Hulu, great. If not, you can text Seth for his password. Yeah, I think I use my in-laws. Oh, so okay, there it's you go. Right. perfect. <laughs> uh, number two, Parks and Rec is what made me fall in love with Chris Pratt. Right. And I'm still in love with Chris Pratt and Parks and Rec. Hey, and if you're like really needing to kill 10 hours, there is a 10-hour loop on YouTube of Nick Offerman drinking really? drinking whiskey next to a Yule log. There's a 10-hour loop. So Perfect. he doesn't say a word. He just looks at the okay. camera. Uh, a friend of mine was playing it today. So there's there's something. Okay. But Parks and Rec's a good show. There it is. It's a yeah. good show. I love it. I love it. And then number one, of course, you've probably guessed it at this point, is The Office. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's Nothing beats The Office. Totally. I agree. I agree. Friends fans, I'm sorry. The, it's just not no, for me. No. Seinfeld the character people, development. The character development in The Office is unmatched in TV production history. Mm-hmm. Don't at me. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that people use The Office quotes all the time and they are not quoting Frasier. I'm assuming. No one's yeah. ever wanted to watch Frasier. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, we'll get out with that. Okay. That's a good list. No, that's not a bad right, list. Well, it you. is one note. Thank you. Uh, but those are all 30-minute episodes, 30-minute um, TV spot episodes, so 25-minute episodes. Yeah. You can crack, I don't have an attention span for any more than that. You can crack <laughs> through those shows fast. Yeah. So that's a good list. Yeah. All right, Philip, what's your top five? All right. You guys know that I have an honorable mention. Oh, my um, gosh. <laughs> so here's the deal. Right before we hit record, I cut this list by two more. I decided it would be a game-time decision. So I cut the list down, okay. and I have six. So my honorable mention is Arrested Development. 
Hmm. I cut Ozark. I tried it. I, f- I fell out of Yeah, it's really dry. It's really yeah. slow. You have to yeah. be into it. I cut Ozark because okay. I said as long as Jason Bateman is represented, I'm going to be okay. Arrested Development hmm. to me is so funny. It's so dry. It's so dumb. My wife hates it, but <laughs> I love it. I love it. So yeah. that's my honorable mention. Number five, Breaking Bad. Hmm. If you okay. have not watched Breaking Bad, like where have you been? But Breaking Bad is so good. I don't think the spinoffs are as good, but they are keeping the same story um, arc together. So you'd be fine to watch those. But Breaking Bad is like mm-hmm. four or five seasons. I don't remember offhand, but it's very good. It's very detailed. Character development is wild. Breaking Bad, very good. Number four, uh, no character development almost, but that 70 okay. show. Okay, so me and oh, okay. my brother yeah. were so yeah. into that 70s show growing up, and I still love it. I will quote it all the time. I have a few friends I quote it with constantly. I think it's yeah. such a good show. So that 70s show, I can watch that all day. Uh, number three, I have Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, oh, yeah. This is the only active show, the only active show that's on my list. Okay. Uh, I would have it higher, but the top two are just like incredible um, works of art in television okay. form. But Brooklyn Nine-Nine, so funny. Me and my wife watched... Uh, I had already watched it from the beginning, but she started from the beginning. We watched through it again. We're up to date. It's it's incredible stuff. Uh, number yeah. two, Mad Men. Mad Men. I just hmm. finished Mad Men three weeks ago, and I want to start it again. It is such a good show. Okay. It's so well written. Friends, I have a three-episode rule where I will watch a show for three episodes before I give up on it. I gave up on Mad Men the first time I watched the first episode because I was like, there's no way. Once I watched hmm. the first three, I was like, dude, I'm hooked. It is so good. It, it's a little slow, but I think it's slow on purpose, and it's for a good reason. So Mad Men's number two, and number one's The Office. Don't add oh, us. Like, yeah. You can be wrong if you want to say it's not the best show in yeah, history. You know? But there's a reason that Netflix is like, hey, you should still watch The Office. This is what gold is on TV. Yes. And we get yes. it. Like, oh, they did a season without Michael Scott. Like, yeah, all shows do that. Just get over it and watch season three and four back to back, and you will not have a negative thing to say yeah, if you're concerned about that. There it so is. That's our top five binge-worthy TV shows. If you have something to add, hit us on Instagram. Hit us in the email. Let us know where we got this wrong. For sure. But understand... Our lists are perfect, and they are not going oh, yeah. to change. You can try yep. to change my mind, but it won't work. That's top five. That's top five. All right, everybody. That has been the quarantine special of the Made Alive podcast. If you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hit us with that five-star review on iTunes. That would be great. In the review comments, you could say whatever you want. If they're funny, we might read them on air. Uh, probably not, mm. but we might. Who knows? Um, and then again, follow us on Instagram, made a live podcast. Uh, we're putting content on there, uh, probably more frequently now, uh, that we're getting episodes out pretty quick, but, uh, go ahead and follow us there. Share this podcast with a friend, throw it on your Instagram story, throw it on your Facebook, let people know that you're listening to it and that you're enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, honestly, hit us in an email and let us know. We might read those on air too, if they're good enough. That would be good. So don't do a review, send us an email so it could be longer. There it is. You're welcome. There's an opportunity to roast us. Uh, as always, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys listening and we will talk again soon. See ya. Bye.